completes episode 232 of Crack the Customer Code. Make sure to pull your bobby socks up for this one, because it's going to be swell. Maybe we need to be a little more negative. You know me, I'm Pollyanna. (laughs) I'm all sunshine and unicorns. But maybe we need to think about negative emotions more than we think about the positive ones for customers. Because it turns out loyalty isn't always driven by delight. It's sometimes just the product of neutrality, of not being disappointed, not feeling negative. And there's new research in the annual CX Trends report from InMoment that came out this year that compared executive understanding and customer emotions. And there was a huge disconnect between what we thought customers were feeling and what impacted loyalty versus what they actually feel and what is actually affecting loyalty. That was a really big run-on sentence for you to start, Adam. Feelings. <laughs> Feelings. There yes. we go. I knew you could sing it. Not me. I, I can't really sing, but. <laughs> so yeah, I, was, I was glad you found this. This was an interesting article. I mean, it, it dovetails well with uh, stuff we both talk about, a lot of stuff I'm t- teaching, but mm-hmm. what the study found was negative emotions last longer. Right. No shock there. Right. And they found that, and obviously this is very context dependent, but that 12 positives are needed to make up for a negative, which means your deficit with me is like 10 right now, just for today. Wow. Wow. You're starting there. Really? Well, I mean, after I no talk one, about no rainbows one, and unicorns. No one hears what happens off air. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm totally different. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, some of this is comes back to what you and I have often discussed about how our brains work, right? Like the amygdala is constantly looking for negative stimuli in our daily lives. And so when you think about that in a customer perspective, if we are really, you know, thinking about our day, if everything goes kind of smoothly with nine out of 10 brands that we interact with, what are we going to remember at the end of the day? We're going to remember the one negative. And that's going to have a bigger impact on our loyalty. Well, right. And, you know, we talk about negativity bias and the reasons behind that. But we've also mentioned the peak end rule, which is that Mm -hmm. the most resonant, strongest emotion felt is the one that will be remembered. Right. In our discussion with Colin Shaw, he talked a lot about how memory impacts experience. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I think we need to look at as people that are providing customer journeys and customer experience is structure one acknowledging this and understanding that this dynamic occurs and then two structuring around it to create peak moments that are positive because the thing about negativity and negative information and negative feelings is they truly are dominant mm-hmm. and when they become dominant they become focal and when they become focal they become causal and this is the, uh, actually a lot of research that's come out and you know the godfather of influence cialdini you know, finally released his second book in like a gazillion years since Influence. <laughs> and it was called Presuasion. It's, uh, mm-hmm. And what most of that book is about is the fact that uh, what's f- focal matters. So what we uh, what we put our attention on matters. So if somebody is focusing on the negative, it matters. And what's focal is also causal. So if they are angry with your rep and your organization, they definitely understand that you are the cause of the anger and you are the cause of the problems and they associate you with that long term. So one, you want to mitigate the emotions as fast as you can before they build, before they sort of get deeply entrenched. And two, 
you want to provide really peak, you need to sort of carry this forward and understand when somebody's had a negative experience, you've got to create some good positive experiences to make up for it. Yep. And I think that's a great point because if you think about the last several times you've dealt with kind of a, not complicated, but a longer tail customer journey. So what came to mind is, you know, if you go into a retail store and you buy a piece of furniture or something like that, that's, you can't just throw in your car and leave. You have to set up the delivery. You have to set up sometimes, uh, you know, hooking things up like for internet or, or different pieces like that. And if anything goes wrong at the end, that can really affect how you feel about that experience of shopping, even if those delivery people aren't actually part of the brand that you dealt with originally, which often happens. It's often a third-party situation. And so I think it's so interesting how we look at feedback from customers, because sometimes we give them one opportunity when we ask the NPS question. We give them one opportunity to summarize their entire journey. And if there's anything negative, that's what they will remember. That's what they will judge on. And the other thing that I found really fascinating about this discussion that in moment you know, did in this report was really about how executives, when they were asked to describe the negative emotions that customers might have with them, with their brand, they used weaker sounding emotions, things like disappointment. They might feel disappointed with us. And disappointment sounds like something you can overcome. Customers, when asked the same questions, used words like disrespected. That's very different. That's a much stronger, personal, more visceral reaction to something. And so I think as leaders, we have to kind of take the the uh, rose-colored glasses off and say, okay, they're more than disappointed here. What should we call this emotion? Like, get visceral with it. Think about how negative can it really be? And, and what is that feeling? How can we identify that? Because that will prompt action. I think if, if leaders here our customers feel disrespected, that will cause more action than if people say they are disappointed. Right. Maybe well, you disagree, but that's- No, it's intent. <laughs> agree. I have my own personal research to back up what you're saying. So you're <laughs> going to be very happy here. So, you know, we, uh, well, first of all, it's about the intensity of the emotion. Yeah. 100%. And I think that's, that is often what gets missed is the difference in intensity. I was literally just uh, tweeting back and forth with somebody about this idea. Uh, but, you know, we teach the seven service triggers. That's our little concept. And service trigger number seven is being disrespected. And mm-hmm. so we actually did research around the service triggers at one point. And what we found is that when it came to how important the trigger was of the seven service triggers, disrespected was as important as all the other ones combined, which is sort of what we teach, which is that. Being dis- Once you've disrespected somebody, none of the other stuff matters. Until you've resolved those feelings of disrespect, mm-hmm. right? nothing else matters because that is too powerful an emotion. It's too powerful a hit to the person's ego and self-worth. And mm-hmm. what happens is people are like, oh, well, the journey was great and the ice cream was great and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and the parking lot was empty and the signage looked good and your rep, you know, through the... Uh, threw something on the floor when the customer handed it to him and then made him another one, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So nothing matters except that the rep threw something on the floor and right. handed the, and nothing else in the entire journey matters. And yep. that's, I think, to your point and to the research's point where, yeah, I think executives, people that are disconnected from the actual frontline interactions can 
not understand the difference in levels of intensity that happen during these customer journeys. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why we talk about all this stuff so much, because it's so easy to become disconnected. It's so easy to become a little out of touch with the real situation that's happening with your customers. And, you know, we, we've we talked about how sometimes you ask a leader, like, what's important for your customers? And they say things that it's not anywhere close to how customers talk. Like banks are often, you know, they're the ones who say, uh, well, they want a secure, strong bank. Well, yeah, it, that's every bank, <laughs> right? <laughs> like we we don't want to walk in and be like, I don't know about this one, but I guess I'll risk it. <laughs> right, exactly. And so what they're looking for is convenience. They're looking for things that sometimes the leadership is not even thinking about. And that's what I think, that's why I think this is so important. We really do have to kind of get negative and think about that and think about how intense that emotion can be and how that drives the kind of action we don't want from customers. If somebody feels disrespected, they're going to talk about that to every single person that they interact with who asks for a recommendation about that brand, or even if they don't. (laughs) We love talking about when things go wrong. So I think that we have to connect these dots better between not just you know, there's a lot of talk out there about like emotion is experience. And yes, at its at its truth, it really is. But what does that really mean? If you peel the layers of the onion back, it means we have to think about these unpleasant, negative emotions that our brand creates for people. And we have to own that. And we have to do something about it. Well, it's understanding that resolving the issue is not enough. I mean, to me, from a practical standpoint, talking to frontline people, that's the takeaway I probably use more than anything, is that Mm -hmm. you're not resolving the issue, you're resolving the customer's emotions. Mm -hmm. The issue is secondary. Right. Especially if the emotions are high. It's all about intensity again. If the Mm -hmm. emotions are high, then the emotions are what you're resolving. Resolving the issue is merely a part of that. And so I think that's the practical application. And the other practical application is understanding how this works and that, you know, I don't know about that 12, you know, positives to make up a negative Mm -hmm. that's obviously going to be context dependent. But whatever it is, there are going to be multiple positives and they're going to need to be more intense and they're going to need to be, uh, designed to counteract whatever that negative experience was. And that's more and more important, the more intense and the more Mm -hmm. deeply uh, impactful that negative experience was. Yeah. And I I think a a good takeaway for anybody from this conversation would be think about what you think are the low points and then ratchet up the emotional response a little bit. Ask yourself, is it really disappointment that they're feeling there or is it more than that? Because I do think that could drive different and better action for customers. Well, Jeannie, I can tell you that this podcast has been nothing but high points for me. Oh, I thought you were going to say nothing but negative. That was your opportunity. (laughs) But I'm not a negative person, Jeannie. (laughs) However, we can't analyze that you you thought that way. (laughs) Great. Walked right into it. (laughs) I did. I did. Well, we hope you take these negative ideas and turn them into some things that are super positive for your customers. How's that? Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Incredible. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, we're ending on a high note here. So 
Thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. If you like C-Suite Radio, then check out C-Suite TV, in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs, all on demand. Get insider secrets by going to csuitetv.com. And make sure you learn more about my exceptionally positive partner, Adam Toporek at CustomersThatStick.com. And make sure you connect with Jeannie over at 360connect.com because she's usually more positive than this. <laughs> and I'm positive you know how to spell it by now. That's Connect. Yeah, <laughs> Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.